Guys, oh my goodness, forgive me. How can I do this? This is obviously me recording at the end of the podcast. I have to apologise because I didn't record the Zoom call. So the audio for Brendan, who's my guest, is going to be a little bit um, off. So do forgive me on that, but literally I'll I'll, um, lead you right into the episode, which I think is a really good one. And yeah, don't judge me. (laughs) Nice one. (laughs) You know how I am. With the, with the applause. There you go, we'll keep that going for a moment. Welcome, welcome, welcome to all the listeners. It's going to be a good season ahead. And what's going on, guys? Welcome to season three of the Fuel for Football podcast. I'm not going to lie to you, I haven't even checked what episode this is, but it's the next episode, right? <laughs> I'm your host, Sanchez Bailey. Hope everyone's well. Hope everyone has, you know, got a good feel going into the season. And I just wanted to kind of grace us in into the new season with things that will be pertaining to every single player. You know, I want, I've got a guest that we're speaking to tonight, um, or tonight for me, um, I'll explain in a moment, who will give us his perspective maybe of the season past and how he's looking towards the, the upcoming season. Just to equip you guys with the tools and things to expect for the season, you know. So um, I said tonight, right? So... Um, a little update on myself. Um, it's been a busy summer, I'm sure you may have seen. Welcome to new listeners, by the way. And, you know, for maybe those that will be last listeners, that's just something I've heard on a podcast. I've always wanted to say it. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm not in the country. So, um, you know, if you know me well, one of my things I really wanted to do uh, was be impactful internationally. And I've actually haven't told anyone this. So this is like a podcast. Well, I haven't told masses. Those that are closest to me will know. Um, but yes, I've, I've moved to Dubai, so um, one of my aims has always been to, to be international. Um, temporarily, I'm, like, you know, I'm going to be working with a team out there, a few teams actually. So my aim is just to really spread and become influential, and I think it'll be a good opportunity, especially with the World Cup within this region of the world. Um, sports and sports psychology is going to be something that's really going to be impactful here, and I think I've done a decent job so far in the UK to then go somewhere else to do the impact and you'll hear it here first, America's next, you know, so shout out to all the American listeners. I know there's an American uh, community over there, uh, especially in Washington. So for those that are in Washington, you're getting my personal gratitude and appreciation. And so just like you guys who have prepared yourselves mentally for the season, you've reflected of things that happened last season, you know, you want to be a better player. Um, actually, let me stop, furthermore. Goodness me. I wanted to make sure, like right now, I've got a beautiful sunset happening here, but the lighting is so bad, you wouldn't even see me. So, and it might be a bit too loud for the guest, but I'm going to work on that. Give me some time, because it's a beautiful view. You see the birds. I think that'd be a nice aesthetic going into the season, but right now, I literally just camp somewhere so you can actually see. Um, I'm working on a way to release the visuals for the season. A few things will be different. But yes, back to preparing. So you're preparing yourself, reflecting on last season, looking forward to the next, setting maybe some goals that you would like to achieve. And so one of the things that um, I've done is taken that same approach as I always do, which is why I preach it so much. So I've reflected on, you know, the podcast and how it can be better. So do expect some, some different features, some interesting content. Um, I hope it's always been interesting. But yeah, like we're in the same boat here even myself as a person, there's something that we always should get the habit of reflecting every so often, something I've put uh, out there every um, other episode, I'm sure. And so 
let's talk about the new season. So when you when you are going into a new season, I think everybody's in there at their best, um, whether it's physically, maybe socially, mentally. You know, when you're going into a new season, you have objectives, you've got motivation, you've got things that you want to achieve, you've got that burst of excitement to compete in a, in a new season. The, f the fact that everyone's on a level playing field to start off with um, gives even those that may not be so confident in their team, maybe, a bit more of a, um, a reason to be excited and be poised. So everybody's at the same playing field, everyone's got a burst of motivation. And with that being said, do take into consideration that everybody else is going to be like that. Everybody is, is Super Saiyan right now, so to speak. Everybody's in a really good uh, mental, maybe physical. Um, some players are not fortunate enough to be in the physical, the best physical shape right now or even be playing. But for those that are in, in, in the game right now and, and physically competitive, everyone's in their best state. So... You know, if you're playing a team that is traditionally a team that your team might walk over, a team that maybe would be regarded as less competitive, it's probably not always going to be like that. Or there's going to be small features in the game which maybe uh, reduces the gap um, and makes it more of a competitive playing field, at least for a period of time. So I'm saying all of this to say, when you guys are going into your competition now, guys, it's important to make sure that you're also physically and psychologically preparing for the best opposition. You know, you're, you should be envisioning your, you competing uh, against a team where they are going to be at their best. There's going to be things that might not go your way because they're going to be pushing in and really working to, to execute at the highest level they can too. So ensure that your mental prep is definitely preparing for players that are going to be at their best. Everyone is at their best. Everyone's amped. Everybody's on another level. Everyone's got motivation, which includes you. So it doesn't mean that you're going to be at a, a, a sub-level, but it does mean that you should go into there with no surprises. You should expect the best from everybody. That's not a bad mindset to actually go and, and live for the rest of your competitive life having, but especially at this time of the season, expect the most from everybody, you know, and that allows you to, to make sure that you expect the most of yourself um, and more. And at that, uh, at least rather, you can go in there with a level of competitiveness that can match or at least be, at least match or be superior. So that's something I really wanted to say and bear with me, I feel like it's, this is like my pre-season of speaking. <laughs> I haven't really spoke on a podcast, I haven't even, I've done a few podcasts actually that's going to come out during the summer, it's something I really wanted to do um, and I'm glad I've done that. But yeah, let's see how this goes, um, my first episode back. And so what's happened in, in the game as well is, in, in sport shall I say, so when I say the game I mean sport in this context, there's a lot of talk on mental health and it's been something that's been happening over the years, you know, and that's kind of um, been great timing for someone like myself entering into the mental game and the sports psychological side. But in terms of other sports, you're seeing that a lot, especially with our female athletes. So I'm sure you've heard the likes of Simone Bowles and Naomi Osaka. I had to speak on that quite a lot throughout the summer, whether it was on the news or podcasts. But, you know, we... we we had great moments here and I think aside from instant reactions, if we look at the bigger picture, I think there's a really serious message. So for those that don't know, especially um, 
I don't think there's especially cases. These are American athletes, so those abroad will probably have more of an idea. But, you know, we had Naomi Osaka who came out first to say that she's pulling out of a competition. I think it was the French Open due to protect her mental health. That's how she phrased that. And that was amazing um, for, uh, for her um, to, to come out and speak and, and to brand that as protecting her mental health. And then we had Simone Bowles in the Olympics pulled out of the finals um, due to her not being, let's just say, mental, mentally fit, and I'm paraphrasing there. And so the bigger picture is now for sport is that athletes have now been, well, these ladies have taken a plunge, but it, it's almost going to be a potential norm that athletes will be able to acknowledge their mental state as well as their physical state, you know. So the mental state is going to be very important. It's, and it's highlighted the importance of mentally preparing yourself. It's shown how important it is for you to be ready mentally going into a, a competitive final. It's shown that going into a competition and a period of time, in, in our case, it could be a season, we need to make sure that we're mentally ready for what's ahead. And that's what I want a bit of this episode and the next few for the, you know, the beginning of this season to, to equip you guys with the things that will have you ready and almost give you that protection of your mental health awareness and get you guys ready. To add to that, I do think that them speaking on their mental health has allowed um, coaches to, to see that our, your players and your athletes need to make sure they're nurtured on the mental side. And that's a message I really tried to push out there on the media, um, that it needs to be nurtured. It needs to be something that you look after. And, you know, we're looking after our physical state in, in the game, in, in the professional sport, um, even right down to the grass, grassroots. You have to have a physical um, level of attention, a physical form of investment to make sure that you can give the best uh, physically. And so um, it's the same with the mental. And you know, this is not me saying it from a biased perspective. I'm saying it to, to actually equip and, <coughs> excuse me, and empower. So that's another thing that I really want to make clear is that we want to make sure that we protect our mental health. And we're going to go in ways and explore different avenues as, as to how we, we, we can do that. Um, and one way is investing into the mental side. And there's a number of avenues, you know, there's, there's books that you could read, right? Um, some people don't like writing, uh, reading books, you can write down things, you could send messages to yourself um, via like WhatsApp, like a note to self. Um, you could literally use your mind and reflect and envision and we call it imagery, right? And so you can use your mind to create images which can stimulate similar uh, responses as muscle memory. I'm sure you've heard me say that before. You could speak so whether you're speaking to yourself, you speak to someone, you could speak things that could, that when you speak, you almost develop a, a trigger in your mind to start either replaying or not replaying, but uh, playing that event in mind. Um, you could also command your body to respond certain ways. So you could speak and calm yourself down. You could speak and almost amp yourself up. So. Um, those are a number of ways that we can invest into the, the mental side by, by doing this on a regular basis and by making those small investments, you can develop in those areas. And so, you know, um, those are ways that you can do that. You can obviously speak to, to someone that's a professional that can guide you um, throughout the season. 
you know, I've, I've brought out the mindset planner. That's a great start if you just don't even know what you want to do. But even if you do know what you want to do, and the mindset plan is a great start to just develop a habit that will be empowering to you throughout the season. And so that's one thing that's happened recently. Um, that's on Amazon now, the mindset planner, worldwide too. So just need to type in 30 day mindset planner on, on uh, Amazon. Depending on the country, you might have to type in my name in there as well. And you'll, you'll find that there and make that a great, uh, start in investing in the mental side too. Um, a bit of self-promo there. So yes, I'm going to now speak to a guest and then I'm going to be getting their perspective in ways that you can take value and take information and then apply it to your life and, you know, get the ball rolling this season. Yes, some people have started the season their second weeks in, but again, everyone's going to be at that level of motivation and, and I want to be able to give you guys the, the level of tools to equip you to make sure that you guys go into the season and, and stay in the season in the best way, physically and mentally. So yes, as you know, we have a guest today. And so I'm joined by Brendan Kiernan of Walsall uh, in League Two. How you doing, my man? You well? It's, it's difficult for me to, to almost, almost put you into one position. So really, it's forward, Brendan Kiernan, you know, because you play all over the, the front line, wouldn't you say? Right, right, right. Well, welcome. I appreciate your time. Um, you know, did you have training today, I'm assuming? Yeah, training today. Yeah, good session. Excuse me, let me delete that and um, mute my computer. Um, and so you're a new signing at the club. So, you know, you're settling in. Um, I don't know, you're, you're, yeah, just settling in the club. How is it going? Like, are you, um, are you feeling the love? Like, how's it going? You probably won't say no if you, <laughs> if you was, wasn't feeling the love, but how is it? Is it all good? Yeah, it's good. I think there's been me and quite a few other signings. It's always easier when you're not the only one to be signed to. Yeah. So there's been me and a few other boys that have signed. So that, that's made it easy and helped help to settle in. I've got a question for you, man. What's all of this, like, the cool stuff? <laughs> that's the thing that you've been mentioning a lot, right? The phone call, yeah. yeah. So the phone call started um, last pre-season. Um, so um, obviously... I was doing a few drills and stuff and I wasn't I wasn't scoring as much and then a couple of the boys were asking me like you know what's going on so I scored a decent goal in training and then um, one of them went BK where you been and then I went I've been here all along you just gotta give me a call bro right and then um, so I was basically saying listen if you need a goal you just have to call me and then it went down well turned into a like a running joke everyone was just like yeah listen if you need goals you need to call BK so um yeah, it turned into that. And then there was a double meaning to it because um, I got involved in a campaign last season at Harrogate where um, there was something to do with the EFL, which was, what was it called again? Uh, Mind, the Mind Charity mm -hmm. of the EFL. And they were speaking about just men and the suicide rates of men. And yeah. speaking. Um, and it was a big theme last year. And then so, yeah, I just used my goal celebration as a reason to chat about it. And I ended up doing a short talk on it about like picking up the phone, ringing your boy, ringing your mate, um, when you feel like things are tough mm -hmm. and just that men don't really talk that much. So yeah. um, I just used my goal celebration. When I've done the talk, I've done it as that like, cool BK. And um, yeah, I've been doing some work with young people. So I was just making sure that they know it's always good to pick up the phone. So hopefully on the pitch and off the pitch, it's a, it's a ring, ring. 
I like that. That's powerful stuff there. And, you know, there's a lot of things that you're doing in the community and for what you also done at Harrogate too. And I want to make sure we, we speak on that before we leave today. So um, you've got also got a very interesting story. We spoke quite a bit um, last season and, you know, I wouldn't want to go into it too much. That's your story to tell. But I, I definitely want to tell the listeners to ensure that you, they, they stay tuned and you know, all the things that you're doing from, they can probably get a lot more information on that as well. But um, I just want to commend you for your story. You know, you've, you've come a long way, South London originator, um, and, and you, uh, you went the, the hard way into the professional game, wouldn't you say? So congrats. Yeah, yeah. kind of, you mentioned this a little bit as well. And what, what I kind of have said about this season is the, the mentality that we all need to, to kind of employ is that everyone's going to be on their best. Everyone's going into a new season, motivated as hell, almost in the Super Saiyan level of their own standards. And so I'm sure like you probably got that, um, that feeling from the, the onset of pre-season. People are, you know, trying to show their developments as well and, you know, going to a new club as well. You, you want to be at your best. And then when you've been competing, you know, a few games in now, maybe teams that might be less competitive later on in the season, they're seriously competitive. Um, but bigger than that, we've got a nine-month season. And so, yes, we're going into there in a great shape and great form and great mindset, but there's going to be so many challenges throughout a season, whether it's going to be form, team form, um, physical challenges, mental battles. Now, as, as, as we can look forward... What are some of the things that you're kind of preparing yourself to expect in a nine-month season? Good, and maybe some challenging things that will be inevitable in a nine-month. Yeah, I think, I think the longer you play seasons, you realise how long it actually is. Yeah. Like, the, the break between seasons is actually so short. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. so short that you've got to kind of make sure that you really have been refreshed mentally. And then, uh, which is always difficult because you're thinking about, uh, oh, I need to come back and be ready and be ready and be ready. But I think during the season, getting into a rhythm of rest and recovery, uh, that's, that's physically, but it's also mentally. What are you doing to rest and recover? You know, so because the turnaround is very quick, you know, it's very quick. So I think that's important, like finding, and I'm, you know, I'm just, everyone's got their own rhythm and what they're doing. But I guess, that's probably how the, the boys at the top and the, the women at the top of the game are thinking about rest and recovery. Like, what are they doing mentally and physically to rest and recover, to, to be ready to go again? Mm. Because it's not just, you know, there's new opposite, there's a new battle waiting within four days' time or three days' time. So you've got to go again. Can I quickly, can I quickly chime in? So, what did you do to kind of rest and recover for this season? Because it's probably your first full off season after COVID, really. What do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? I think, uh, yeah, so I'm helping younger players, people right. that I was four years ago, something like that, speaking to them, chatting to them, um, coming away from football. Mm. So um, I put on a put on a summer school um, 
the mindset, mentality, and really the, the main emphasis was fun, you know, so letting people enjoy enjoy the day. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of had an event that I was thinking about that kind of took my mind completely away from football and mm-hmm. signing here and all of that stuff. Um, and yeah, just, just I think there's little, you've got to find pockets of fun, really, that that really makes it feel like you're not doing it for the sake of it. You, what do you enjoy doing away from football? Yeah. And like forcing yourself to find the time to do that. Right. But yeah, for me, it's um, I genuinely do like seeing how I can help where I used to be. So if I was maybe four years ago and I was stuck in a certain situation, if I know some of the people that were there where I was, then just actually picking up the phone, yeah. checking in, oh, what's going on, etc. Like, yeah, man, how's things... And just yeah, seeing what I can do in my off season um, to help them, and because I know by the time it comes around to July pre season, um, it's gonna be the all eyes are gonna be on me and the team that I'm at again. Right. So I don't wanna be thinking. You, you don't wanna overwork, basically. I think I know that there's lots of Instagram posts about like don't sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't eat. Just, just. Yeah, just they, they, they are myths. <laughs> Considering the, the amount of players that are in the game, the, the professional right down to grassroots, there, there are some inevitables in the game. And so I'll just name a few and then maybe it would be good to kind of explore some of your experiences, whether it be last season or during your career. But um, I wouldn't say it's an, some... I'm speaking in general, so never towards one individual, but injuries are part of a season. You know, we have great form. We may have opportunities... Um, or lack of opportunities in the season, game time wise. You may have maybe some breaks now that we have, let's just say COVID related. There could be a situation where games will be called off. Um, we may have contract complications, especially now in, in the time that we're in. So there's a number of things that could throw you off the rhythm that you've described. And so going back to maybe seasons before, you know, you've been in the game for some time now. Um, what, have been, what have been some maybe some things that have kind of challenged your rhythms and how did you kind of go through it? Whether maybe you didn't actually um, respond the best way to it, but what are some lessons from some of those instances that challenge your rhythm? I think the biggest one for me would be disappointment. Because I think disappointment is the thing that your emotions are attached to an expectation of a certain outcome. Yeah. It's the outcome that you want disappointment slaps you in the face and then it's about your response and I feel like my level of responsibility has gone up the longer I've been in football so when I was younger my response to disappointment wasn't as good as it is now at 28 Mm. so I feel like the quicker you can respond well to disappointment like practically that would probably be when you're actually training or whatever you need to do you're sticking to your schedule in terms of your own personal vision whether you feel like it or not Mm. 
Yeah, 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 I got you. Being a disappointment is, um, I feel like the ability, a, skill, a real skill is how to forget quickly certain things. That's, that's like, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. To forget quickly about some of the mistakes, to learn from them or to deal with them quickly and to move on. Yeah, and I might as well plug in, um, by the September I'll be having a course on handling mistakes because I feel like when I've spoken to athletes and even requested topics for the podcast, that's a, that's a frequently visited topic and you know, I'm glad that you sh- showed light on that. And you know, one thing I'd say is there's two guarantees in a 90 minute game, the, the whistle and the fact that mistakes are gonna happen. No one actually performs to 100% completion in anything. So, um, well, nine times out of 10. Um, but like that was a beautiful answer, and, and I think you you definitely kind of highlighted and almost given it a bit of realism that someone in the pro game struggles with disappointment sometimes. So it'd just be good to know how you handle it now, or how or you handled it previously and overcame. Um, I think it's literally dealing with disappointment is about focus. You know, it's it's, it's literally about focus, and 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 yeah, what what do you choose to focus on? It's it's such it's so such basic stuff, yeah. But if these things that we speak about don't become internal thoughts, yeah, then they're just wasted. That's why half. That's why probably what we're speaking about is recycled information, because it's not really about the info we're talking about. It's about whether you listen to it or not. So yeah, do you know what I mean? So a lot of information is recycled. You know, knowledge, for example, knowledge is fantastic. We can all get knowledge, and so I'm bad off or pump, but we can all get knowledge. But it's more so whether. You know, are you actually applying what you what you heard? You know, um, so and even if it's that with with your manager, like your coach or something, sometimes yeah, you could feel like, oh, you know, they're not for me or this and that. But have we applied what they've said to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. Sorry to interject. Probably the internet where I've probably got to give it a, an extra two, three seconds to pause. But um, one of the things that I I um. I always put out there is that the mindset and, and you being able to battle certain mental challenges is quite basically where do you put your attention to where what do you choose to kind of interpret and you know kind of focus on because we're going to get empowering thoughts and we're going to get debilitated thoughts thoughts that are going to be less empowering and, and and be harmful to performance but we could focus on that or we could focus on, on, on more empowering, realistic thoughts to us. And so it's nice that you literally said that you came to a realisation and you shifted where your focus was instead of the expectations and the thoughts of others, but really into what you can control. And I want to give an opportunity for you to talk about you know, your endeavours because you're a man that's, yes, a professional footballer, but there's a lot more to you. You mentioned the soccer school. Um, I've, I've, you told me about a website. Um, tell us a little bit more of that because I'm sure there'll be people, especially um, within your city as well, that may directly be impacted by what you're doing. Yeah, just three things really. So I think the more that I've obviously spent time playing ball, then there's more that I've bumped into just younger versions of myself or, you know, that are just coming up as well. And then I think there comes a point where you just, you're not focusing on yourself as much as or I'm not focusing on myself as much as I did when I was younger. Yeah. So then I just started thinking about ways that I could still help, but in a way that's my style. And then, um, yeah, it just worked out that I put me and um, my girlfriend, actually, she, she, it's basically her soccer school, I shouldn't give it to her. Right. But she, um, we put together, 
um, in Harrogate, which was good. Um, linked up with a community foundation there at the club, and um, who have been ama- like, amazing actually. Like just wanted me to, you know, work on a project outside of football. So mm. definitely, they recognise footballers are more than just people who run around on the grass, <laughs> which was really helpful. Put that on, and yeah, I wanted to get across three values that is part of my brand. So just the BK brand. My three values were um, expressing themselves. So this is for the kids, but this was also for the men as well. Because we done a, a men's five-a-side match on the day as well. So I shared this message with um, some of the dads. So it was about expressing yourselves so on the pitch, which is something obviously I tried to do when I played. But then also the importance to express yourself, like I say, with your support system or to find one. Then my second value was make good choices. So as I said, when I was 18, 10 years ago, I made different choices to the to the choices that I made today, 10 mm-hmm. years later. So obviously, if you get around good people, if these lot who are listening chat to you, that you're going to help them make good choices. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's important. Make good choices. And then the last one was just never give up. As you said, that my story from... Um, playing non-league for so long and like you know working in different jobs doing you know personal training removal jobs working in a school teaching assistant whatever it was that but making sure that you don't give up on on your vision so i think those three things obviously i made it by times for the kids but were the values that i naturally live by yeah so i turn it into my soccer school and then from there i just made some services out of it so i qualified in counseling Still, still doing my studying actually, but um, qualified part part of the way. So I was setting myself up to be someone who can listen to young people, and then um, coaching. So in September, from September, I'll be setting up some one-to-one coaching for players, um, uh, which I've started already with a couple of players nice. um, that are at Barnsley, uh, Man United, and a few other uh, clubs that are doing well. Nice. And and then yeah, lastly, as I mentioned, me. Um, and my partner, she, uh, we're both like, doing some consulting for people in football. So yeah, just that's it really. Just just wanted to that was birthed out of soccer school and just helping people and speaking to parents and stuff like that. So yeah. excellent. No, it sounds good. Thank you for your time as well. The last thing you probably want to do is speak to someone in the form of an interview after training. But I appreciate you taking time to speak to me. And um, for those that are listening, do check out Brendan and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of things that you're going to be doing that we'll see over the coming seasons. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Thanks yeah. for bringing me on. And yeah, I'm keeping an eye on uh, all you're doing, man. It's, it's, it's actually positive stuff. Yeah. And uh, got a lot of wisdom in it as well, man. A lot of, lot of good info, good nuggets, so yeah. Appreciate that, man. Um, I haven't forgotten what the long-term goal is and I'm looking forward to seeing you reach there. <laughs> my guy listen take care speak soon yeah i love that i love that take care man speak soon yeah uh, speak soon, bro. nice one